you're listening to Home in Him, bringing home the joy of the gospel and helping people live as new creations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Home in Him podcast, where we bring the joy of the gospel to bear in the home, providing sturdy hope for weary families. My name is Eric, and I am here with my awe-inspiring wife, Leslie. (laughs) This is part two of a three-part series titled, Setting Yourself Up for a Better Year. Our topic today is Priorities and Rhythm. By rhythm, we mean predictability, schedule. Rhythm is important, especially to our emotional well-being. Do I hear an amen across the table? Yes. (laughs) We will wear out without rhythm. And priorities, or what's most important, uh, help us to establish rhythm in our homes. And aren't priorities and rhythm hard to achieve these days? I think I will that, say amen to that. Yeah, we're just amening each other. <laughs> hard to establish and keep. Yes, exactly. Just, you know, this past weekend, just I, I had a really simple goal. I was just going to spend the day reevaluating school, all the things I didn't get to. I wanted to do it over the Christmas break, but didn't have a chance because of sickness and craziness. So I, I thought I'm just going to take the day. That's all. I'm not putting anything else. Plan a simple dinner. Just going to take the day to focus on that one thing. I will tell you this. Saturday came and went. Never even picked up a book for school stuff. Never did any of it. We had people coming to to talk to us about house projects. And we had kids that wanted to discuss college and relationships. And we had the full gamut. Then right in the middle somewhere, my parents who've been gone for six weeks, they call and they say, help. Six weeks. Actually, eight weeks. Was it eight weeks? On vacation yes in uh, their rv traveling yes, down just having a down in florida doing the retired thing but they yeah. came back i have to say a side note every time we go get the mail or check anything my mom would text and if she knew i was going and say check the freezers because she has this like fear of her freezers like stopping while she's gone and all that, of her meat <laughs> that was substantiated <laughs> thawing well guess what, <laughs> what happened what on happened? saturday <laughs> yes she calls to say the freezers thawed or it's thawing it's everything is soft it's stopped working so of course i'm not gonna leave her and you know not go show up so i went and helped them you know pick out pick out a new freezer and get that settled but uh distraction and tyranny of the urgent war against priorities and thus rhythm certainly there are legitimate urgencies and that's what i think makes this so hard you know i couldn't like i said i couldn't leave my parents and say well my priority was school so you'll have to figure this out on your own none of us could control it and they felt terrible about you know asking they hate to ask me to help them because they know i'm busy so we have to identify and address legitimate urgencies I think is really what yeah. what you're saying. Right. That was legit. Right. I mean, there were help was needed, and so I mean that's fine. But it's harder and harder these days to discern what is a true urgency from one that is not. And uh, of course, without being able to do that, you, you can't establish and maintain rhythm. Right. And and today, a lot of the distractions that we have sort of hit us in an urgent way Mm. and and where do because where do our distractions come from should we say it in unison 
our phones. phones. Yes. I was going to do the amening, but yes, yes, we can say it together. <laughs> okay, well, you can amen that too. Amen. Our phones constantly urge us. Yes. And, you know, they've conditioned us to, uh, not to operate on priorities, but to always be hopelessly distracted. Mm. And so it's harder I for myself, I think for you too, and the yeah. kids. I mean, it seems harder and harder to remain focused on one important thing for any length of time. Yes. Uh, before long, you know, everything, when we operate that way, of being constantly distracted and those distractions being more and more urgent, uh, everything becomes of equal value. When everything is of equal value, rhythm goes out the window. Mm. So, you know, the difficulty, of course, is that we depend on the phones for so many functions that it's harder and harder to ignore them. And, you know, I have thought personally that we need to go back to the corded phone, <laughs> uh, really, yeah. and, and, and requiring people to call and have conversations rather than text, Marco Polo, mm. or do a, a messenger or one of the other social media things that we typically use to communicate with each other. Yeah. But, uh, but moving forward does require us I think to have a serious conversation about how we control the phones so that the phones don't control us, mm. which reminds me that I think I wrote an article uh, that's on our website that you might find helpful. I, it was titled something like Five Simple Technology Guidelines uh, that we, tr we try right. <laughs> to keep. <laughs> yes. So uh, check that out. If, yeah. if you're like us and you find you're finding that the phones are more and more a source of distraction and tyranny yes. in your life. Yes. And of course, I agree with you. And I miss the days of the corded phones. And I love you, but we are not going to be going back to that in case you get any crazy ideas. Unfortunately, we're too far <laughs> dependent i don't know i just had to throw that in we did not discuss that <laughs> i in know pre-production i could see you trying to bring that back and i just don't think that'd work with the kids so <laughs> but a second kind of consideration or point that i just feel really strongly or, or want to point out is just i think it's important to face the facts or just to accept the fact that we're never going to silence tyranny of the urgent or uh or distractions like we're you know, we hear so often we have a problem, like a perfect example is if getting your kids to do chores, right? We all struggle with that. So, you know, you hear somebody talk and what is usually the message that they have? They say, I used to not get my kids to do chores. And then I started to use this chore chart or this whatever the product is that they're talking about or whatever has worked for them. And it probably has worked and it probably has helped. Maybe an app on the phone. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the truth. Their kids do not do their chores perfectly. Their beds aren't made some days. Their teeth aren't brushed. There is no way to reach that perfection. And it's just the same with the tyranny of the urgent and distraction. A part of the fall. It's just it's always going to be fighting us. And so I, I just feel like first just recognizing that kind of helps in moving forward so that we we do we always want to fight it we never want to stop we don't want to just lay down and let it run us over that's not the answer but just in the efforts that we make it's just important to remember that you know we're going to fall down but we just have to get back up and we just have to keep pressing and it, it kind of in a maybe morbid way encourages me just to know that you know it's always there 
but I'm just going to keep fighting because that's, that's what our job is. That's what, you know, walking by faith is about. So I don't know. I just, I feel like that's an important thing for us to remember as we face these enemies yeah, before figure us. figure the priorities out. Yes. And I think that's actually a good lead in to a point that I want to make, which is that we need to check our motivation. Right. And, you know, when we're approaching priorities, it's, it's very easy to be motivated by the practical blessings that we gain from, from priorities such as sanity mm-hmm. <laughs> or That's some semblance of right. sanity and peace in the home. Uh, but it feels good to live on purpose, to mm-hmm. be purposeful. Um, and there's a greater satisfaction that comes uh, from the effectiveness that having clear priorities and acting on those has uh, in our lives. So those those are very good things. I mean, absolutely, we should be seeking those and uh, have those in mind. But I think they alone are not enough. Hmm. And frankly, they really shouldn't even be primary. Because priorities can easily become about our glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 what we gain from them personally that makes us look good that makes us feel good and again those are not bad things in and of themselves but there's something bigger here that yes. uh really we are always about mm. which is you know this this joy of the gospel mm. and uh, as it should be in all things that we should start with gratitude you know to god so that the battle is waged from a position of his strength, which we need, especially here, because this is a hard battle. Hmm. And it can easily become about us. And when it becomes about us, we become tyrannical ourselves with each other, ungracious, unmerciful, unloving. So we have to go back to the simple joy of the gospel that God, which is what? That God loves us, that he sent Jesus to die for us. So that we can have, as Jesus says in in the Gospel of John, abundant life. He came that we would have abundant life. And true abundance and time is a gift. It's a precious gift from God. Hmm. So priorities really help us see God's gifts, uh, our priorities, more clearly and help us to live better for his glory. And even our failed attempts, because we fail Mm -hmm. (laughs) often, Hmm. Uh, and our faithful attempts at priorities, in this case, when we come at it from the perspective of gratitude for God and what he's done, uh, our, our failings and our successes don't define us. We're defined by Jesus and the riches that he's given us, which has the effect, right, yeah. of giving us the freedom to walk more faithfully toward right priorities with right priorities so we're learning in that sense as we focus on christ and what he's done we are learning from him uh what he says in matthew Mm -hmm. uh, i believe chapter 11 jesus said take my yoke upon me upon you rather and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. The learn from me really has stood out more recently 
from that verse. I never really thought of it. But yeah, that's that's how we gain that rest. And that is an encouragement for sure. Well, it's the place to start again. Right. Uh, you know, not just jumping in, but always in everything, especially priorities, beginning with what should be first. Yes. Which is God and his love for us as demonstrated in the work that he's done in the full accomplishment of Jesus. Right. And a fourth consideration to uh, consider when you're looking at priorities is just to take the time to step back and look at the big picture. And in a way, really looking at what you just said as a couple, stepping back, kind of getting your heart right first. But in this, uh, what I'm trying to make with this point is stepping back and, you know, just not being stuck in the everyday what do we have to do in the next hour, but stepping back and looking. We talked last week about just daily having kind of a time when we talk about the day, but this is even stepping back more looking. We, we try to look once a week at our calendar and then really one to four times a year as a couple really stepping back and just looking at the big picture of the year of the family of goals, that sort of thing. And um, I'm sure you've seen this analogy. It's around a lot this would be a great place for a video to come in, but we don't have that. But you, you know, you've seen the Mason jar, people do it differently, but they say, you know, if you, if you take this Mason jar and then this two pint Mason jar and you pour a cup of sand in, and then you throw a bunch of big rocks on top, usually the rocks are going to be sticking out of the top because they don't fit. However, if you dump all that out, you put the big rocks in first, and you pour the sand in, miraculously, it all fits perfectly because the sand fits around those big rocks. And the priorities in our life and in our family, those represent those big rocks. And you've got to start with those and then build all the little messy stuff around that. Otherwise, you're just going to have a jar full of sand and you're not going to get those priorities accomplished. And I think these times, one to four times a year, when you can step back and how we do it, which I mean, people can all be different, but what I like is we take a few minutes or some time before and we each just kind of make a big list of everything that's kind of been rolling around our minds from house projects to what science one of the kids is taking to vacation plans, anything we want, wanting to invite people over for dinner more, whatever it is, we just make this big list and then we just kind of discuss our list together. We go get a coffee. I mean, it's ideal when we can like have an overnight somewhere where we can really dig in deep. But, you know, for some reason, these conversations usually seem to happen at Wegmans first at one of those little tables. But I don't, I don't know why that is. We end up going there. But, um, you know, where you can just talk together and, and kind of regroup and make decisions and prioritize. It's just so key to surviving this tyranny of the urgent and all the distractions that do not want us to do that. One final point that I want to make as we wrap up is that having clear priorities is an important part of our overall equipping strategy for our children. Not just that we need priorities in order to equip them, like equipping them is a priority, but that they learn how to do it themselves. Right. That this is an important life skill that they desperately need, like we do, because guess what? They have phones. I was going to say, they are even more wrapped up in this tyranny of the urgent distraction yeah. lifestyle. We are, are old enough to remember before corded phones and that sort of thing, but they have really been 
totally they're submerged in it and so yes this is so important for them to it's good yes it's good to talk about priorities with our children so that they begin to learn along with us yep so next week we will tackle the third and final episode of this season of setting yourself up for a better year with the topic of date night yeah (laughs) and there will be some surprises in there it's going to be a little bit more expansive than just the date night so uh we'll just let that hang out there and uh tantalize you (laughs) for next week so until then remember because you are a new creation in christ you can walk faithfully